Thank you for tuning in to RTM Nation Online, where we believe that you will receive the abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, health, healing, and truth. If you would like to learn more about the ministry, click the link below. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into the message. Family, let's get started like this. You know, leading into 2019, which is oddly enough, just last week, we talked about resolutions. And in talking about those resolutions, what we said is, by definition, a resolution is firm. Or at least it's supposed to be firm. Unfortunately, though, the majority of the people that make resolutions fail. They never come to fruition. And our objective was to break that cycle. Break that cycle in our lives. And what do I mean by that cycle? Stop that cycle of the revolving, recurring resolution. In other words, we want to stop this year's resolution from being the same one we made last year, which is probably going to be the same one we make again this year because we keep falling down and failing to finish. Thus, our objective is simply to make our resolutions firm. To that end, though, we offered up two tools in the form of acronyms to help us with that. We're going to just, just make sure everyone's on the same page, just briefly go through those. The first acronym. The first acronym was to help us with goal development. And that acronym was SMART. Say SMART. smart. That acronym stands for this. It's the first letter of every word. Your goal should be specific. It should be measurable. It should be achievable. It should be relevant and it should be time bound. We went over those some last week. So to the extent you want to know more about that, please listen to the audio from last week. The second acronym. The second acronym was CLIF. Say CLIF. Once again, that acronym is from the first letters of each one of those bulletized statements. And it dealt with resolution pitfalls, things that happen to people that kind of tend to promote goal failure. What were those things? Can't find the time or claiming you can't find the time. Lacking a game plan to keep you going, not having a smart plan. Ignoring your commitment and failing, falling into old patterns, going back to your old ways. Frustrated with the lack of early results. Man, I exercised yesterday. Why haven't I lost 10 pounds? <laughs> You've been, we've all been there. We've all been there. That was the first F in Cliff. The next one is forgetting why you started. And it doesn't have to be a physical thing. We said, for example, you forgot why you stopped, quote unquote, dating those kind of men. You forgot why you stopped dating those kind of women. You forgot, you forgot. Let's not forget why the, why the goal is there in the first place. Given that we're at the beginning of a brand new year, it's a good time to put all of this teaching into practice. Talking loud and saying nothing is not good for anybody. Faith without works is what? Yeah. It did. So this is a good time to put things into practice. So today, I'm going to introduce you to the X game. Say X game. X game. Now, what is that exactly? Well, I'm going to describe that in more details later, but just keep this in mind. 
The X game is another tool that helps us support goal achievement. One of the things, though, is when I look at the goal achievement, I think we should have, say this with me, a goal-setting boundary. boundary. Now, by goal-setting boundary, I mean this. Each and every one of us has a whole world full of things about ourselves that we can change. It can be a small tweak or a minor adjustment, but the list of possibilities of stuff that we can choose to try to change about ourselves is endless. Sometimes that is what makes establishing a resolution seem like it's impossible or overwhelming. But fret not, your pastor is here to help you out. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and I say that jokingly, but what I have that I want to say to you is right here. Uh, I really want us to grow as one family. I want us to grow as one family. So to grow as one family, I want to make sure that if we're going to go down this resolution road, if we're going to make our resolutions firm, I want us all to do it together. I want us all to go down this journey. And how do I want us to do that? I want us all to take three resolutions. Three resolutions. But keep in mind, I want to also establish a resolution boundary. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to come up with, and it's going to be scriptural based, three categories. And all of us are going to pick three resolutions from the same three categories. I'm not saying they're going to be the same resolution. Every individual will have their own resolution, but they will all come from the same three categories. What do I mean? Go to Matthew 22. And let me explain. I'm going to be reading out of the Living Bible. Matthew 22, starting in verse 33. The crowds were profoundly impressed by his answers, meaning Jesus' answers, but not the Pharisees. When they heard that he had routed the Sadducees with his reply, they thought up a fresh question for their own to ask them, of their own to ask him. One of them, a lawyer, spoke up, Sir, which is the most important command in the laws of Moses? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second most important is similar. Love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. All the other commandments and all the demands of the prophets stem from these two laws and are fulfilled if you obey them. Keep only these and you will find that you are obeying all the others. A resolution. When you make a resolution, at the end of that thing, when you cross the finish line, you should be better. And by better, I mean you should be healthier or stronger or wiser or more full of peace or more financially firm or more, or, or, or more mentally sound. Doggone it, you should be better some kind of way. I believe, though, when you have a resolution that falls into these three categories that I'm about to tell you, 
that kind of resolution or that kind of goal fits the bill to at the end of it, you come out better. The categories come directly from Matthew 22, which we just read, and they're these. We're going to pick resolutions from category one, putting God first. Category two, having better relationships with or improving the life of others. And three, improving our level of self-care. Once again, the categories, the bucket of categories for us picking a resolution, and we're going to pick one for each one, is putting God first, having better relationships with or improving the life of others, and improving our level of self-care. Beginning with putting God first, what is the benefit of placing God, the Almighty One, as numero uno in your life? Turn to Matthew 6, starting in verse 31, King James Version. Truthful, truthfully, the benefits of putting God first are many. But we're going to take a moment out and read two scriptures that just give us a highlight of two things that benefits us when we put God first. Matthew 6, starting in verse 31, King James Version, highlights this advantage. Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye, that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So one benefit is this. God takes responsibility of making available your supply of daily needs when you put him first. Go to Proverbs 3, starting in verse 5. King James Version, extremely familiar. I'm going to jump right into it. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. In other words, a benefit is God directs and guides the ones who put him first. Those are just two of the things that we're going to expect to produce in us that better life at the end of completing that resolution of putting God first. The next one. When setting goals concerning others, go to Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 1, the Message Bible. A few scriptures come to mind. And the scriptures that come to mind, how do I say it? They, they kind of embody the spirit of a goal to either improve your relationship with others or make their lives better. They don't encompass, encompass everything. There's a lot that goes into dealing with other people. But the spirit of the goal contain, is contained in, in the scriptures we're going to read. 
Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 through 4 of the Message Bible. If you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, that's a big buildup, then do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deeply spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. The spirit of those scriptures and how our goal is going to be focused is commit to helping and building healthy relationships with others. But even that sentence can't encompass all the spirit of what we just read. Think about it, family. Agree with each other. That's a whole message right there. Love each other. Be deeply spirited friends. That stretches your friendship. Remember, a friend is there through the ups and downs. A friend's not there when you're up and all of a sudden unable to be found when you're down. But what about another one? Go to Romans chapter 12. Talking about that category of others. In our resolutions, what's the spirit of it? Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 13, the Living Bible reads this way. When God's children are in need, you be the one to help them out. And get into the habit of inviting guests home for dinner or if they need lodging for the night. If someone mistreats you, if someone mistreats you because you're a Christian, don't curse them. Now, that was probably a different curse, but, you know, we can just put in don't cuss them. That's a lot you can put in there. In other words, if someone mistreats you because you're a Christian, we don't need to go to war with them. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. When others are happy, be happy with them. If they are sad, share their sorrow. Can I talk about that for a minute? You do know when things happen in our lives, sometimes they just make us sad. Loss of a loved one, a bad argument with a friend, a horrible, unfortunate disagreement between you and your spouse. Sometimes tears just flow. As a body of believers, though, we can be very unfeeling sometimes. Stop crying. Pick yourself up. God has given you joy. Yeah, but he's given you feelings. And sometimes the best display of Christ and the love of God 
you can give someone is to hold them close and let them wet your shoulder with their tears. So be sensitive to the Spirit of God. When somebody sorrows, is sorrowing sometimes, you need to just get right on in there with them. We're not letting them dwell in grief. That's different. But sometimes they just need to cry. That's part of the healing process as well. But back to it. If they are sad, share their sorrow. Work happily together. Don't try to act big. Don't try to get into the good graces of important people. Whoo. Don't be a suck up. Don't kiss butt. That's what, that, wait, don't try to get, work your way into the good grace of important people. Treat all your other employees and your work people a certain way. But when the boss come in, all right, let's go past that one. <laughs> but enjoy the company of ordinary folks. And don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil for evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you're honest, clear, see you are honest, clear through. Don't quarrel with anyone. Be at peace with everyone just as much as possible. You need be at peace with my mama, yep. My boss, yes, as much as possible. My brother, my cousin, my neighbor, you don't know them. Yes, as much as possible. Even that mean usher at church. <laughs> yes, be at peace with that person as much as possible. My daddy, my sister, my grown cheering. Yes, everyone means everyone. For as much as possible, be at peace with everyone. 19, dear friends, never avenge yourselves. Leave that to God, for he has said that he will repay those who deserve it. Don't take the law into your own hands. How many find following this hard? Don't avenge yourself. God will avenge for you. Where sometimes God is, you know, you're taking an awfully long time to get your vengeance to come through. Notice the words there. God will avenge if he feels that it's deserving. Hmm. I don't know, God. Maybe you missed it on this one because they deserve it. Sometimes God looks to be a little bit slow with his repayment. But that's on God's timing, if at all. Verse 20. Instead, feed your enemy if he's hungry. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink and you will be heaping coals of fire on his head. In other words, he will feel ashamed of himself for what he has done to you. You've heard it kind of like said like this, kill him with kindness. What this essentially is saying is allow your kindness to be a tool to win your enemy over to your side. And I add in there to as much possible. Some people just won't like you. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't do our part. Verse 21, don't let evil get the upper hand, 
but conquer evil by doing good. That kind of reinforced what we just said. The last quarter category is self. Go to Matthew 12, also in the Living Bible. You know, when dealing with self, most likely you're going to have to, and I'm going to have to, address some well-established habits. And there is a nuance when dealing with personal habits. And we're going to talk about it real quick. Matthew chapter 12, starting in verse 43, going through verse 45 in the Living Bible. This evil nation is like a man possessed by a demon. For if the demon leaves, it goes into the deserts for a while, seeking rest but finding none. Then it says, I will return to the man I came from. So it returns and finds the man's heart clean but empty. Then the demon finds seven other spirits more evil than itself and all enter the man and live in him. And so he is worse off than before. In addressing self habits, these personal habits, say this with me. It's not good enough, not good enough to, just to just get rid of the bad habit. The bad habit. I must also Fill that spot with a good one. That's something that people miss. It's not good enough, family, to just do away with a bad habit. The importance of this whole exercise and helping you get to the end goal, to the finish line, is knowing that we must also fill that gap with a good habit. What do I mean? Here are some examples. Often we need to replace the bad habit with a good one. Let's say a person decides they want to be more physically fit. That's a good habit they want to establish. But they tend to miss the fact that they have to deal with the bad habit of being a couch potato. You see, the switch, they go together. I can't just say, I'm going to be healthy without dealing, which is a good thing, without, without dealing with the bad thing. What about on the other side? Let's talk about the bad thing first. What about a person that says, I want to deal with my alcoholism. I have an issue with drinking. I want to deal with it. Well, they're stating they want to get rid of the bad habit. But it has to come along with a corresponding good habit of new associates. And the new good habit of going to places that support the getting rid of, of the bad habit. If you decide you don't want to knock none back, but you still hang out with all the boys that still knock them back every Sunday when you watch the game, more than likely you're going to leave there with some bourbon in the tank. You're going to start off with that Sprite. You're going to start off with that Cola. But before the end of the day, that cola going to get spiked with something, more than likely. Because if you've never witnessed, we've, listen, I've known close friends, still no close friends, no relatives. My, I had an uncle that actually passed away because of alcoholism. What happens when somebody has that kind of vice and they even get close to it? The first thing they do, they lick their lips. <laughs> then you see them rub their face. And you can see right there they're struggling because they just in the same room with it. 
everybody else is still popping the cans. But see, they don't have a problem with it, so they say. But still, for them, it's, it's less of a vice, is what I'm saying. But for that person that's really dealing with it, just the fact that I can see it over there causes me a problem. So if you want to truly get rid of the bad habit, you must inject corresponding good habits that help support getting rid of and keeping gone the bad habit. I'm about to ask the ushers to give you a handout. The handout that they're going to give you is just one sheet of paper. On that paper is the image of a blank calendar for just one month. Please take one and pass it down. We're going to use this in a very special way today. And prayerfully, when you get it and you leave here today, it would have been beneficial for us to talk about it in the way we're going to talk about it here today. Gentlemen, may I have slide three, please? Although the one on the screen here is in color, the one you have is in black and white, so we make, we make copies of them. What you should have before you is something exactly like what's on the screen. It's a blank calendar for an undisclosed month and an undisclosed year. It has Sunday through Saturday across the top with a blank grid at the bottom. And it has something on the right-hand side that says notes, a lined area where you can write notes in there. This is our template that we're going to call our goal starter. Say goal starter. This is our goal starter template. And what are we going to do with this goal starter template? Gentlemen, can I have slide four, please? In the notes section, as displayed here on the screen, I would like for you to do three things. I want you to write God towards the top of the notes section. Go down a little bit, kind of toward the middle or so, write others. And then go down some more and write self. What that represents is the three categories that we're going to use to establish our goals or resolutions. And in doing so, we're going to as a family, get to the point to where we accomplish what we set up to what we set out to do. Things of note, though. Next to God, I have an parenthetical there that says something daily. The resolution involving getting closer to God, putting God first, needs to be something that you do daily. Granted, it can be supplemented with Come into church once a week, and that's good if that's one of the things that you want to make sure that you get yourself better on. But to truly be better in your life, it must be something that you do to engage God daily. 
That's a fine point with that resolution. For others, of course, that's going to be something relational. I can tell you, for example, for me, a relational thing as a resolution would be, in general, to call my mother more. But to be a smart goal would begin with things like, call my mother weekly. And then to go even further to get her condition to mom, you can expect a call from me every week on this day at this time. You know, that's an other resolution that could apply to me. But it's relational. In dealing with self, remember that self cannot just be the injection of getting rid of a bad habit. So for self, it is going to be an exchange. What is it about myself I want to be better at? It could be health. It can be whatever. And then what corresponding things in my life have to be adjusted for that to be a reality? Does that make sense to everybody? May I have the next slide, gentlemen, please? Or a lady. I know that Ms. Von Yale's back there as well. In practice, each one of these categories would have its own sheet. But for today, because that's your starter, we want you to write everything on one. But just keep in mind, God would have own calendar. Others, own calendar. Okay? I'm going to make sure before I talk about the X game that that's it. Go ahead and give me the next slide real quick. Let's talk about that one. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. Write January 2019 at the top of it. And as you can see, I've gotten rid of the other categories. So let's assume we're just talking about our resolution to be closer to God. If this is the month of January 2019, which it is, the first of the year would start on Tuesday. And I'm not asking you to write numbers. Just know that if this were a real calendar, it would be numbered. So the first week would end on Saturday the 5th, et cetera, et cetera, all the way down to Tuesday to Thursday, January 31st, ending the month. That's how that calendar would actually flow. Okay, let's talk about the X game. Do I want to? Yeah, let me say this up front. I know we're all technology people. Well, some of us. Some of us still like paper. But in discussing this, I don't want us to get tied up in the medium, in the fact that it's on paper. There's a lot of different ways to do these things. There's a lot of digital things that we have available to us that can actually take the same thing and put it on your computer screen, on your phone, or whatever. So don't be so tied up in the medium as much as the purpose or the concept behind what we're getting ready to talk about. I will tell you, however, there is value in the paper. But I'll address that also towards the end. Okay, let's talk about the X game. So what's the X game? The X game is this, and it all started with me reading an article. I read this article some time ago where an interviewer, it was an interviewer, but he was talking to this very famous person, a famous person, an, an actor, someone who was top-notch in their craft. And the person was like, how do you 
maintain that level? How do you stay top notch in your craft? The person's answer was beautiful. The person says, well, here's what I do. I take a large calendar. I take a large calendar, and every day that I do something to be better at my craft, I put an X on that day. Every day that goes by that I put nothing into making myself better, better I leave it blank. Throughout the course of the year, my objective is to make sure I have more X's on my calendar than blanks. Specifically, what the person said was, now my true goal is once I start to see a chain of X's, I never want to break the chain. The X game. May I have slide seven, please? When we make resolutions, our goal is to fill our moments from beginning to ending that resolution with X's and to minimize the amount of time that we see blanks on our calendar. If we're talking about, in this case, making a resolution to do something daily to get us closer to God, today being the sixth, if we were to start today, this is an example of what someone's true calendar may look like when they begin. They do good the first two days, then something happens the next day. So they got a blank. Now, it could have been valid. Your resolution was that I'm going to get up every day at 5 a.m. and pray to God, whatever that, whatever that is, but you overslept. So you didn't do it. But the truth of the matter is, it really doesn't matter as much why you didn't do it as much as that you just didn't do it. Because a resolution never becomes final if it's not consistently pursued. So the objective, once again, is to be more like that last week, the nearly last week, where you did it every day during the week. But you don't want to break the chain. Now, if, if we weren't talking about the God category and we were talking about the other category, this could be making sure that you speak peaceably with your spouse. I was good with that rascal the first couple of days, but then on Tuesday, the 8th, he up and got on my nerve. I broke the chain. This week was the week... When I got all X's, we took a trip together and we reminisced everything. But then on Sunday we got back, he got on my nerve. So, I mean, it, it, you get the idea. The objective is not to break the chain. Not to break the chain. So that means it requires not just, it's not just willpower. You want the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you. You need to be sound spiritually. You need to get things in place that don't put stumbling blocks in front of you. You need to work at getting your resolution to the finish line. It's not going to just happen. It's not going to just happen. 
The X game is a visual signal or an indicator of how consistent you are at doing what you promised yourself you would do. When you break the chain, realize that you're just breaking a promise that you made to yourself. Family, love yourself enough to not lie to yourself. When you look back on the past, my prayer is that you see more X's than blanks. But if you see more blanks than X's, that means you're slacking on your game. If you're slacking on your game, you must renew your commitment. But now, if you see more X's than blanks, and if you can hold on to that chain, now you're on your way to making your resolution a reality. The more X's you get, the more encouragement grows, the more belief grows, the more expectation grows. What am I saying? I'm saying if you can do it for one hour, you can do it for two. If you can do it for two, you can do it for three. If you can do it for three, you probably can do it for a day. If you can do it for one day, you can do it for two. If you can do it for two days, probably three. If three days, you got a week covered. If you can do it for a week, family, hmm, you should be able to do it for two. You can do it for two, huh, maybe a month's in reach. If you can do it for a month, maybe three months. If you can do it for three months, now I got a year in my sights. And if you can do it for one year, guess what? You can do it for two. The trick is just don't you stop. Don't you quit. Don't you give up. Don't you cave in. Keep that chain of X's going. May I have my final slide, gentlemen, or lady? Here is what we're really getting after. If you can imagine looking at your whole year, that month of January there has those same sample X's that we had in our original one that we had on the screen. But if you can imagine, if I were using a red pen, looking from January to December across a year and seeing a sea of red, it's visual. To the extent I look back over my year, or as I'm doing my checkups, my month, my quarter, and I start seeing a lot of blank, it is a loud, resounding voice of, Benjamin, you're slacking on what you promised yourself you would do. Now, here is the benefit of paper. In the article that I read to you, the article mentioned that the professional had a large calendar, and the image that was given was that it was a large calendar on the wall. In plain view, something that you can't miss. When it's on your phone, it's not always in your face. 
But if you put it on the back side of that door you leave when you go out of the garage every day, if you put it on the mirror, well, it's not a bit, Cal, you might be able to see it. But if you put it on your bathroom door or somewhere where you see it, every day it's in your face, you haven't put an X in that, on that calendar for the past three days. Or you're doing good. You have a chain that hasn't been broken for three weeks. That's the benefit of doing it on paper. A large annual calendar, one that says God, one that says others, one that says self-care. And those will map out our resolutions. And the objective of the game is to make sure we have a long strand of X's with no blanks. Okay, now that we understand the X game, here's your homework for the week. Say thank you, Pastor. <laughs> like you ain't got enough to do, right? I look the same way when somebody tell me I want to do something. I ain't like I ain't got enough to do. All right. Take your sheet home, the sheet that you have, and identify your three goals. One goal for each category. Remember to make your goals smart. And even perhaps a few of you, if you're willing, will come back next week and share with us what your goals are. These are resolutions. But a resolution, by definition, is supposed to be firm, and we want to break the cycle of us voicing what we want to do but never getting it done. And we're going to do it together as a family. As you would imagine... This objective of making resolutions firm fits in very well with the ministry's decree that 2019 is going to be a year of stability. The hope is that individuals will recognize and realize stability in 2019 across various aspects of their life. You know, our life is not just one component is multiple, multifaceted. So in stability, we are expect, expecting stability to be in various areas, including family, work or occupation, your personal identity, knowing who you are, discipleship, finances, health, relationships, decision making, and so on. If, if you've been here at Wesley Chapel, you know we've addressed many of those areas. So in, in, in some instances, we're ahead of the game, but we don't pat ourselves on the back there because it's not just about getting information. It's also about applying the knowledge that we gain properly to make sure that it becomes something that's beneficial in our life. Recall that nearly everyone makes the starting line family. but we want to become those people who finish. We want to be those people who finish, and finishing comes from the proper application of what we know, not just learning it. And I'll close with this. I call it the X game. And the X game is a subtle play on words, but it's far from a game. You know, we're not... 
We're not, we're not playing for pretend money or moving some fake pieces around a square board. This is your life. And it's serious business. The stakes are high. And because the stakes are high, we don't want to play around with it. Hear me to everyone here that has a family, for example. If you want to make your family better, the resolution that you, that you make and you stick to is going to be the catalyst through which that happens and through which it comes. No one says it's going to be easy, but it is simple. Don't quit. Make a smart plan. Avoid the cliff moments. Strand your exes together. If your resolution is to have that quality time with your children, you can't always call with an excuse that you got to work late. Come on. A better relationship with your spouse? How are you going to have a better relationship if you're never in the same room together when you both not sleeping? So the stakes are high. This is your life. So repeat this with me. I'm going to go home, get on my homework, take this seriously. I'm going to make my decision to be a better person firm, and I will reach the finish line with the rest of my family. In Jesus' name. Loved ones, I'll see you next week. Let's pray. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you. If you would like to help us further expand the vision, simply text the word GIVERTM to the number 41444 or visit us online at www.revealingtruth.org. Now remember, Jesus loves you.